at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 50 to 70% off the entire store. Plus, take an extra 50% off clearance. Stock up on dresses and polos starting at $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Create Loud, the podcast for creatives. I am one of your hosts, Rachel Robison, and with me, as always... He's the other host. Yeah. <laughs> Cody Crab. That's the guy. What's up? <laughs> well, first of all, before we dive in, we have, we have to apologize, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I should... You don't... I don't think Cody has anything <laughs> to apologize for. <laughs> I think it's, it's all me. Um, my audio quality has been pretty bad lately uh so i just wanted to say sorry because that's not really fun to listen to but we fixed it yeah we so think we hope fingers crossed legs crossed, you will be able to crossed. tell right now if we fix it or not <laughs> yeah if you still hate it let me know and i'll, I'll try yeah, to fix sure. it but yeah that was unfortunate but you live and you learn so yeah yeah, thanks for suffering through that and still <laughs> choosing to listen to this podcast. Yeah, for heaven's sake. <laughs> what we yeah. do for our art. I know, seriously. So what have you been up to? Well, I've been... Um, well, what's the phrase? Life happens. And Ooh. I've been discovering that the freelance life is kind of hard when life happens. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I do. do? Actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just really interesting because like we compare freelancing to like the classic day job all the time, but I feel like it's easier for things to get in the way when we're freelancing. Like Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a bit of uh an example. How long ago? Uh almost a month ago, I guess. My um uncle passed away and it was really hard to go through um i just i just like got super depressed and i wasn't able to i didn't write i haven't i didn't work at all like i i taught my piano lessons because i had to because those were scheduled but i i probably didn't even turn on my laptop for like weeks Wow. um because i just i just didn't have that motivation obviously to write anything, but also I just, I didn't really know how to like, I don't know, go about it, I guess. But like, um, we're starting off on a really serious note here, but like, no, I, I think I it's think, good. We, we don't ever do this. So I think it's no. good. We, it's about time. We, we're like almost 50 episodes in. Yeah. It's about time. I think it is about time. Yeah. And so, but seriously though, like I, I, um, I've mentioned before that like, when you're when you're super passionate about something like it makes sense that you should be able to just get up and start doing it really quick because you love doing it but for me like i just i didn't feel like doing anything we all grieve differently and so for me i learned that my way of grieving is to just have the time to not need to do anything mm-hmm. and luckily people that i worked with um understood and like you know told me to take all the time that i needed but I just, you know, just sitting on the couch, 
all day and just like not doing anything. Like, I mean, it kind of made me feel crummy because I didn't feel productive, but giving myself that time to just do nothing but feel sad actually kind of helped me. And eventually I was like a little bit tired of doing that. And then I felt okay to start, you know, getting back to work and stuff. And also, luckily, I didn't have any like impending deadlines that I needed to finish. That's good. That's always good. I didn't have anything that I had to get done. You know, it was just a matter of just getting up and, you know, writing something to help me feel better or something. And music makes me feel better. So like on one hand, it's kind of like, well, why, you know, why wouldn't I feel like writing when I, when it's an outlet for me, but I just, yeah. But anyway, so that, that's kind of a, one of the examples of, of something that gets in the way, I guess, of you and your art. Well, this is, this is this hard thing about being a creative professional because if you're an accountant, you don't have to do, I mean, you can robotically do that job. You know, you can kind of switch off and just go through the motions and do the mm-hmm. spreadsheets. You know, you don't have to give a part of yourself to, to do some spreadsheets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when you have a creative job, every single thing you do is a part of yourself. You're creating something from thin air and it's hard to just manufacture emotions like that when you are trying to avoid certain emotions, you know? And so I think I I've been through that as well, where it's just like, you just have no, it it feels like you have no motivation, but what it really is, is you just, your brain is trying to avoid going to those places because as soon as you start to feel something, then, you know, it's going to feel the thing. And it's, yeah. it's hard. It's the, the creative, the creative side makes it so, the creative angle, really, of freelancing makes it so much more difficult because you really don't have the option of sometimes, sometimes you can, I mean, you were in fortunate enough to have a place to be able to do that or you could yeah. kind of retreat for a little bit. But yeah. I mean, sometimes you just straight up can't do that. You know I mean? If you had, a, mm-hmm. if you'd had a deadline, I mean, I don't know what what do you what do you think you would have done if you had a deadline close by? Would you just have powered through? I think so, yeah. Because I mean, I it's probably easier to say what I would have done when and actually like in the actual situation, I probably probably would have treated it differently. But I saw myself. I mean, the whole reason that I like kind of decided to get back to work was because I thought to myself like. My uncle wouldn't want me to be sitting around feeling sorry for myself. Like he'd want me to, like he was an energizer bunny. So like he'd want <laughs> me to get up and do what I'm passionate about because that's what he did. Um, but yeah, so I think in that situation, I probably would have, I might have realized that sooner probably and not lost a lot of time, which I mean, I don't, I don't really regret how much time I took because you, you need to take as much time as you need. It's true. Whether it's to grieve or to recover from something, like you need to take yeah. your time. And I'm really fortunate to have that, the luxury to take as much time as I did. But. Yeah, I totally see where you're coming from. Yeah. I, I actually kind of had to get up and start moving because I, as a, as a tribute to him, I decided to write an arrangement of something that, for my family to sing at his funeral. Oh, cool. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's, it's sad. Of course the situation is sad, yeah. but it's cool. You can, you can kind of use your talents like that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I wanted to, but like it, 
I that was definitely a deadline related thing. Like, well, of course, yeah, yeah. And so that's I think that helped me because I was like, I have to finish this. Like, I definitely didn't feel like getting up and writing something, but I was like, you know, I only have until Friday to do this, so I had to, you know, do that. But it's different for everyone. Well, and I was actually just gonna say it is different for everyone because I've you know I've had situations similar to this, but just not as serious. I mean. Uh-huh. I recently, even just right now, I mean, we, uh, as I've mentioned before, you know, we're, we've been moving. My wife just had surgery. Um, I had a car accident. All these things happened at once. Yeah. And so my wife hasn't been able to take care of the baby as much. And so, and usually she's kind of the, she takes more of a lead in taking care of the baby and stuff like that. I take care of uh, other stuff like the work. I, I work obviously. And then I do kind of the household stuff. And then it kind of works out because it balances out. But she since she hasn't been able to do that, it's been like a real strain because I've kind of had to do a lot of it. She's been able to get, she's been getting better. So she's been able to do more, but still, even that, even, even still it's been, it's been rough. And so mm-hmm. I've had to kind of figure out, you know, it's, it's not so much grief as just like sheer stress. You know, I have people yeah. that have deadlines and they need stuff done. And I have a crying baby and my wife needs some medicine and she's in some pain and she needs some help. And I'm like, I literally need three of me <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. I just do not have, you know, so that's mm-hmm. not so much grief as just like, do you get stuff going on? And I've mentioned this before. I didn't, I mean, I, since I just barely started working full time freelance, something that I didn't realize is people don't really treat it like it's a real job almost. Like, yeah, like if you have a deadline, they're like, well, yeah, you can do it later, though. You know, I don't think they conscious. I don't think anyone really consciously does that. But I think that's kind of (laughs) it's a scary thing. And I've been Mm -hmm. I've been living with my mom and bless her heart. You know, she's amazing. And she's let us been she has let us kind of be all up in her space and stuff. But man, like she we're we're all talkers my family's just we talk a lot and we just you know love each, love being around each other and so mm-hmm. it's been such a struggle to get to work and stuff because everyone is just always like hey how's it going and i'm like i'm yeah. working you know yeah for sure and it's it is definitely harder to like understand like oh you're you're like actually at work like treat me right now how you'd treat me if i was working at like starbucks you know like i'm yeah, not like, i'm oh, at I work can't right, talk now. right now yeah exactly yeah Quick question for you. If someone asks you what you do what you're doing and you're at home, does it feel weird to say, Oh, I'm working? It really does. Have you have you <laughs> run into that too? Kind of, yeah. Like my you know, like my family will ask, you know, like, what are you doing? What are your plans later? Like, oh I'm working. But like but I'm at home, so it, it for some reason it sounds like it's less of a work. Like thing. less yeah, like, I know oh, what you mean. Oh, so you're at home. Like, yeah, but I have work. But and this is the problem, because you can decide your own schedule. But you kind of can't because you have to actually plan it because people want to do stuff with you. They're going to invite you to go to a yeah. movie. They're going to say, hey, let's go out and let's go out to eat or something like that. And yeah. you have to say, I'm working. And you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. You have to like know ahead of time. It's so weird because you have to be so disciplined. But at the same time, you have the freedom to do all this other stuff. It's very bizarre. Yeah, it's it's confusing sometimes probably. <laughs> I mean, I think we mentioned this last week that, you know, you need to treat this like a nine to five. Yeah. You know, like you are your boss. And so you literally have to treat this as if you 
or scheduled a shift, you know, like, and I think it helps to be able to say no <laughs> to things. Um, of course, yeah. If you're a people pleaser like me, that's really hard lesson to learn. But when you have to be disciplined, like you said, like being able to kind of stand your ground a little bit or, you know, reschedule fun time or something like mm-hmm. it's definitely a lot to wrap your head around. It really is. And it's even harder for people that have never done it. Oh, yeah. Like, because I mean, at least we're living it. Like, I have friends that have just never even toyed with the idea of being self-employed. And so <laughs> I'm like, they're like, oh, what are you doing on Friday? I'm like, oh, I'm working. And they're like, oh, never mind then. I'm like, well, what? And they're like, well, I was going to do this. And I said, oh, I can just make time. You know, I can I can move my stuff around. And yeah. they're just kind of like, whoa. You know, people are just kind of like, you're amazing. You can do that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. then again, they don't see when I'm working till 2 a.m. to get a project done. So it's kind of... Yeah. It's it's hit or miss. I prefer it this way because I'm kind of a night owl. Yeah. I don't think I could ever handle working at night exclusively. So I like to do it when I can do it, you know? For sure. So how do you handle it when you have like a family emergency or like like what what's the process you take with a client? Like what's the kind of thing that you tell them? Well, I guess it depends on how last minute it is, but mm-hmm. um like if it if it's half an hour before you're supposed to record and something happens, I usually just try to let them know. And I don't really dive into details, but just to like, just so they at least understand like something's up. Of course. Yeah. And I think it hel- it's helpful to like give a little, a little bit of context, like enough context. So they're not like, like worrying you about you. Yeah. You don't have to tell them like everything that's happening, but at the same time, yeah. you know, it's, it's good to just be like, Hey, I got in a car accident. Everything's fine, but I'm going to be a little bit delayed. Or even something like, if you really, really don't want to go into it, you could even just say like, give a time frame. I think is helpful because people are really respectful of family emergency type stuff when they Thankfully, need to be. Yeah, yeah. But I think the problem is, I think people sometimes just kind of you got to be a little, as specific as possible, you know, in those kinds of situations. Because I've I've yeah. heard people say. Hey, you know, my grandma died. I'm I'm going to need some time to like do stuff and I'm going to be really busy. But like you got to at least I mean they're as as horrible as this sounds. I mean, they're still they're they're still a client, you know. Yeah. And it's it's they're going to give you the time that you need. Most people are very understanding that way. But I think it's really important to even just say, you know, I need a could you give me a few extra days or something like that? That at yeah. least will give them an idea of what to expect. And it, yeah, it's good to to set an expectation so that they're not expecting you to bounce back faster when you're not quite ready. Exactly. So right before Christmas, uh, there's this guy that needed music from me. And he said, yeah, I have this and this and I want it done by the end of the month. And so I would just about started on it. And then all this crazy stuff happened. My wife got in surgery and I had a car accident, all this crazy oh, stuff. Oh, man. And then he, he said, um, you know, take your time. I told him it's going to be a while. I wasn't very specific with him when I should have been. But he said, you know, take as much time as you need. And he was so understanding. I said, I offered him a 10% discount on, what, on the, the rate that I gave him. And he said, don't even worry about it. You know, oh, like, that's so I nice. Get it. And I was like, see, this is the thing. People just assume that he, people won't be like that, you know. My yeah. first thought was he's going to be angry. He's going to drop me or not angry, but he's just going right. to be like, well, I need it sooner. So sorry. But yeah, most people are willing to work with you if you, if you need it. That's good. Definitely helpful. Like, and I'm really glad that that's how my 
people responded to because yeah you you said you had a similar experience yeah for sure because i like i had some tasks assigned to me that you know they weren't like super important but but still like you know i told them and you know they're like don't even worry about it take you know take the time you need and that's i was just so thankful for that because then i didn't feel guilty about taking the time that i needed yeah um yeah because like well, for context, I think I should uh, say that like my my uncle didn't just die from old age; like he died by suicide, and so I was really having a hard wow. time. Yeah, I mean that definitely changes it. It's not just a it's not just a sudden thing. I mean, I mean yeah. it is it is a sudden thing, but it's not like you know anything was expected. Yeah, and so like, um, yeah, like it was the I don't I can't remember if I told them you know specifically but i even just from telling them that my uncle had passed away they were super understanding but like it was really um well it meant a lot to me uh that that just worked out that way because i was having a lot harder time than i was letting on because of the nature of you know what happened but of course yeah but yeah i mean like i don't know i also just felt like saying that for context in this episode too of like wow you didn't write music for weeks i i don't know i think everyone views death in different ways but like i our family even still um is having a really hard time with it i mean of course yeah that's i mean like you said that's that's different than just you know if if having an accident or something yeah like or like that. you know you're expecting it like you know he's had this cancer for a while like it's only a matter of time type thing of course yeah so i think it's important to um to definitely communicate like if you're working with people to communicate to your clients or communicate with the team that you're working on just so that they understand um and i mean unfortunately some people aren't as understanding you know like funerals not till saturday you have until then you could be finishing stuff up and i don't know like that's i hope people aren't like that but you know, I under I also understand that jobs need to get done, and um, the the point of this <laughs> topic is how to handle curveballs that get yeah. thrown in your way when you're trying to freelance. Because it's not just deaths in the family or car accidents that stop us, obviously. And there's a million things that could happen, but um, whether you like get laid off unexpectedly from your day job and you kind of have to freelance because you can't figure out anything else to do, like. There's so many different things and it's important to kind of decide right away like what you're going to do about it, I guess, just because if I didn't decide, you know, how much time I wanted to spend, you know, grieving my loss and everything, like I I probably would have stayed that way a lot longer and it probably would have turned into an unhealthy thing. Wow. And Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it did, but like, you know, approaching things like this in a healthy way so that you're still able to do your art and and stuff like that. Does any of that make sense? Like, I don't know. Of course it does. Yeah. And then this is the other thing. I think something that you didn't really go into is they don't have to be monumental life-changing things for it to be considered a curveball. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I thrive off of live of working in an office. I love having my own space and being closed off in a little tiny corner or just having my own 
little closed off place. I've mentioned before, I worked in a closet. For the whole time we lived in our last apartment, I literally worked in a closet. I composed and recorded and everything just in this little closet. And I moved in with my my mom, um, my wife and I did, and we just did, there was no space like that. And it suddenly dawned on me that I was like, I'm just going to have to adapt to this and I hate it. Because like I said, I just, I do so well with like having my own space and all that stuff. That was hard. And that was, Mm. that's such a dumb thing. For some people that wouldn't have even been a problem. But for me, that was like a huge thing I had to get used to. And, you know, I think the best way to do, to, to get through it, and this is what I did, was I kind of just thought, you know, most curveballs are temporary. And even when they're not, um, that's just how your life is now, <laughs> you know? Pretty so it's much. either, it's either, it's going to happen just for a little bit and then life's going to go back to normal or this monumental thing happened and your life's never going to be the same. So you either have to just learn how to power through for a minute or just learn how to go, okay, now what? What's my, what's my game plan? Yeah. Because my life's never going to be the same. And that's, that sounds kind of, it's kind of a callous way to look at like <laughs> monumental life changes, but it's like, okay, yeah. my life's bad now and I need to fix, I need to work with it. So yeah. And I think, I mean, it has to be seen that way because you don't want to lose precious time by not dealing with whatever it is that happened, you know, like, of course, yeah, you, you need to take again take the time that you need to process what happened whatever it was but then don't don't waste any time like if you decide that you you need x amount of days to just not talk to anybody or not do anything you know if you if you have that ability then do that but then you know once you do that then try to get back into it cuz whether or not these um curveballs whether they send you down this spiral of depression or not, like it's it's helpful to get up and get going anyway. Like that's that's mm-hmm. what I found at least with the things that happen. Even the even the symbolism of it, I think, just the the fact that you're even trying, even if you're not that productive, I yeah. still think that means something. Yeah, seriously. Like if I even if I just like change out of my pajamas into a regular outfit, like that's enough of an accomplishment it's progress for me yeah exactly like i don't have to finish a complete to-do list in order to feel productive like when i'm going through this processing you know period whatever yeah little wins at a time that i completely agree yeah it's probably different for everyone like i said already but i i've definitely found that that helps um with with big monumental life-changing things that have happened like i shared but also you know little things too like you broke your arm i don't know like yeah um i I think letting the whatever the curveball is just like kind of take over is not good you know i don't yeah i think we should let the curveballs hit us in the face we should you know sure you you get a strike that's fine just you've got two more strikes you know i'm not sure that's how curveballs work rachel (laughs) (laughs) You get, I don't know, you know a lot about sports, but getting hit in the face, I'm pretty mean? sure that's frowned upon. Well, it's not like the pitcher's throwing. <laughs> well, you never know, actually. Like, sometimes it seems like life is that way. That's like, what I felt pitcher. like last, that's what I felt like the last couple months. I was just like, every <laughs> like, single thing that my face. Could go wrong. The bat is right here. 
I know. I think that happens, Cody. I don't know what you're talking about. I think I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying that's not how strikes work, Rachel. You don't well, like, get a strike if you, if you get in the face. Well, that's okay. I see what you're saying. That's true. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you just translate however you want to. Whatever it makes sense. <laughs> that's true. We're, maybe we should stay away from the sports metaphor. Just forget I said it hit you in the face. But like curveballs are thrown at you to make you miss. You're right. So that's true. That's the whole point. It, otherwise, it wouldn't be a curveball. Exactly. That's where I'm. That's where I'm trying to I go. Like that, I actually kind of like the. You know, I like that analogy. Now that I think yeah. about it, because the whole point of a curveball is to make it so you're gonna fail. Mm-hmm. And so, really, it's about adapting in the moment, really, and just kind of accepting that change is gonna happen. That's yeah. the only certainty is that there is going to be change, and so just kind of accepting that and going yes this is part of my life now and i need to work with it i mean not everyone is going to get as lucky as i did obviously i've explained this a million times by now but since i had such a crazy couple of months it was like things just worked out for me and it's obviously not going to happen like that for everyone but Mm -hmm. one of the reasons that they worked out was because i was patient and i think kind of just adapting to your immediate circumstances and then just kind of not giving up and accepting that things are going to change. I think that's kind of the process I went through and things just kind of worked themselves out. Obviously a surgery is temporary. You know, Amanda's doing a lot better than she was. A moving is also temporary. That's you just find a new place and then you're there. So there's a lot of different, and obviously anyone could handle kind of curveballs or changes differently, but I think that's kind of, that's kind of my process. Yeah, I like and, that process. And like you said, yours is more like kind of give yourself some time to internalize it and then work your way back into normal life again, right? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, on on that subject, like it's it's totally okay to do that. Like whether even if you still have to go to work, like you it's still okay to allow yourself the time. You just can't camp out there. Right. Yeah, like you can, I think it's okay to just kind of not be yourself. Definitely. And that's the ver- that's kind of what that is, really. Yeah. Like you might still have to talk to people and go to work and go through the motions and stuff, but yeah. you might not be your normal, cheerful self or yeah. whatever. I think that's fine. It's definitely okay to not feel like yourself and to feel out of it. It's just, you know, you just can't let yourself stay there. Yep. It's a place to visit, not a place to move. Exactly. Exactly. Just like Salt Lake City. Hey. <laughs> Just kidding. I like it here. That's good. <laughs> but don't move here. The houses are very expensive. The air is terrible. Yeah. Don't move here. Just don't. But you if you visit. already live here, it's great. Yeah. You visit. <laughs> visit anytime. We'll, See, we'll it's meet a good up. analogy because it will slowly kill you. <laughs> yeah. We're all going to have cancer eventually from, from the air quality here. It's fine. We're We're... We don't go outside. It's, it works okay. Well, we can handle that curveball after, <laughs> after this discussion. Hey. <laughs> we know what to do now. Oh Speaking gosh. of discussion, this is a really serious topic, but it's one that I think the more we hear, the more people kind of talk about it, yeah. the less weird it has to be. Like, Definitely. We want to know kind of how you handle this kind of situation. When you have an unexpected problem in your life, when something happens and you don't really know what to do, how do you handle it? What do you do? What's your process? Yeah, let us know. And where can they let us know, Rachel? One of the best places would be in our Facebook group, Creators yes. Connect by Create Loud Podcast. 
Yes, search for us there. Just you just make a little post in there and we'll we'll comment on it and heart react uh and anything in that yep. future. And then but you can also email us. If you don't want if yes. you don't have Facebook, you don't even know what Facebook is, you can email us at podcast at createloud.org and we'll respond yeah, to that. Did you hear too. that, Mom? <laughs> yeah, Cody's mom. That's for people that's for people that don't no, just kidding. She actually <laughs> uses, she does she does use Facebook. Yeah. She's good at Facebook. That's good. So yeah. even if you are Facebook savvy, email us anyway. Yeah, email email is good because we can kind of do some one on one stuff. If if you maybe need some help or advice or something like that, we're not geniuses, but we'll give you our take. You know. Yeah, we're we're definitely here to help. That's for sure. And also, we have some other places you can follow us. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at Create Loud as well as on Facebook. Just yeah. search Create Loud, and we'll be there for you. We're gonna we're gonna respond to you because we like you. We do. Especially, probably, especially you, Grant. I shouldn't be so vague. <laughs> <laughs> probably, <laughs> uh, we don't know. What if people yeah. from like the KKK or something listen to our podcast? Wow, I'm not gonna say I like them. I know I got serious <laughs> real fast, but you know, <laughs> oh my gosh, I will not respond to them. I said <laughs> I'd respond to anybody, but see, yeah. there you go. Then it's not as yeah. universal as you thought. It's not. Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I think that's a pretty pretty good uh, closer to this. I agree. I agree. I agree. I think it's time that's to go. Good. <laughs> well, that's great. In the meantime, hang in there. See you next week. Keep on creating. Right now at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 50 to 70% off the entire store. Plus, take an extra 50% off clearance. Stock up on dresses and polos starting at $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Right now at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 50 to 70% off the entire store. Plus, take an extra 50% off clearance. Stock up on dresses and polos starting at $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.